Hi guys, welcome to the podcast Love Ariel where we explore our dynamic lives. I am feeling so many emotions right now. I am feeling frustrated and annoyed. I'm having like a sensory overload morning and afternoon where there's just so many noises and I'm just like freaking out a little bit. So I am happy to be here to talk to you guys so that I can find my flow state and my trance and just be like an open vessel and to talk and to move the energy that's inside of me, you know? No energy is good or bad. I feel like I'm just gotta move it through my body. Um, I am really excited for this episode today because I'm going to be getting very vulnerable and open with you and I hope that you will welcome that and find some nuggets and some gems that you can take with you. I am feeling super energized these past few weeks and I think it's because we're switching into the fall season. We are beginning the fall season and it's this space where there's a death life cycle and we are in the life of fall and we just mourned the death of summer and it feels really good that energy it's like a spark an ember that begins the cycle that will continue to burn and I am feeling that ember, I'm feeling that spark. It's like major Aries energy and I'm, so I'm just doing all these projects and editing this YouTube video and being creative and it feels really great. And this energy does come from the, the death, life, birth cycle, which is very connected to the womb, the ancient and innate teachings of the womb that wisdom that lies there is at the heart of our sexual energy and everybody has their connection to the womb i'll talk about this later in the episode but everybody has their connection to that because we all come from it you know so that is where creation is that is the essence of life it is the connection between our life and the divine the other world and that magic is so 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 potent And so it's no surprise that our sexual energy is our life force energy because that is what creates life. And that is the most potent energy that I am feeling right now. And I'm allowing it to flow through different aspects of my life. And this is not something that I was aware of before a certain experience that I want to share with you guys today, and that is celibacy. When I went through my celibacy era for a year, I was really, really, really able to tap into some divine clarity where I was able to like archeologically dig within myself the wisdom and remember the knowing that lives in my heart, within my womb and in my soul that allowed me to find the drive and the motivation to share that outwardly and inwardly. I was able to figure out what I wanted from a relationship with myself and with others romantically, platonically. And I really want to share that experience with you guys today because I am feeling this energy so heavy right now. It seems like I am being called to share that. I have had so many conversations with people and they seem to be very interested about what in a celibacy era is and what my experience was like and I know for myself I've learned so much from storytelling. 
I've learned so much by listening to other people's stories and their experiences in life and especially when it comes to sex and sacred sexuality and sacred partnerships and I hope I can offer you some gems as they have offered me gems. So today I would love to talk about celibacy, sacred sexuality, and sacred partnerships. And so I think before I talk about my experience with celibacy, to me, celibacy is intentionally not having sex with other people. I was self-pleasuring during this time and I was intentional about it. I know celibacy has a lot of different connotations and religious contexts that maybe we grew up hearing, but for me, it is none of that. That is not what I grew up with. And so celibacy purely for me is intentionally not having sex with others. So let's get into it. I think to start, we have to rewind to my childhood and really talk about the foundations um, and building blocks that I was working with that you know, carried me throughout the different partnerships and relationships that I've had with people that brought me to my celibacy experience because my celibacy experience didn't come out of thin air. It was a domino effect and it happened because of all my other experiences before that. So as a kid, for me, love was Disney. It was magic. It was going to save my life it was going to bring me hope and joy and you know it's no surprise because my sister literally named me after ariel the little mermaid so i really didn't have any choice <laughs> she manifested it for me and i also grew up in a home with parents who fought a lot and quickly divorced when i was like three so I came home one day and my mother and sister had left and I had no idea what was happening. From that experience, of course, a lot of hurt was there, abandonment issues that would carry me through a lot of my relationships and a scared little girl who was hurt and confused and did not have a good example of what love really was in a home. And I know a lot of people experience that. Even if their parents are together, you don't see that love, that potent and beautiful love. So that was my building block. I was in lower school and remembered I had some crushes, but was so deeply afraid to communicate with them and just be around them. You know, boys had cooties. And then in middle school, same thing. I was still deeply afraid, uncomfortable with the concept of what love even was. I was like, ew, I would never, you know, that's not for me. I'm too cool for that. I'm too independent. But deep down, you know, I was so romantic and really wanted that for myself and fantasized all the time. And I think there's a very primal and beautifully wild part of all of us that deeply wants partnership to be seen and to share and to create. And that's all a part of our sexual energy. It's all a part of our life force of what drives us to create with another person. I truly do believe relationships are portals and you can go in every which direction you want to. and. You can create a beautiful world where new colors exist that you didn't even know was possible. 
And so as a little girl, I knew that to be true. I also had a very strong self-pleasuring practice that my parents would literally call it exercising and I exercised all the time. And it's funny because I feel like people have trouble talking about that, but we have been self-pleasuring since the womb. Like inside our mother's womb, we were self-pleasuring. It is so natural, it is so innate, and it's so ancient, you know? This kind of knowledge and information of pleasure and joy and eroticism lives inside of every cell of who we are, you know? And I knew that as a little girl. And so I fantasized about what it might be like to be with a partner. So up came high school. And in high school, I was still very uncomfortable. I still thought boys had cooties. And I never really thought about my sexuality that much. My sexuality was very much so compulsory straightness. Um, but I just really wasn't feeling it with any of the people around me. I was like, you guys are not bringing it. What are these boys doing? I don't feel the passion, okay? And I guess context for that and like my desires for a partner was the entertainment that I was really, really deep into at the time, like Twilight. Twilight was my Bible. I loved and read and ripped through those books. I watched those movies and I was so deeply in love. Me and my best friend Trinity, we felt these same emotions and we found such a beautiful bond with that movie because we were like, oh my God. The reason why we loved those movies so much and like Vampire Diaries, Damon and Salvatore, I was just obsessed with vampires. And I was obsessed with the vampires because they feel things 10 times more. There's a passion and a, a pulsingness to their being that is so enticing for me because we as human beings feel that. We feel things deeply. And, you know, I'm a Scorpio moon, so, you know, maybe I should be talking for myself, but I know that humans are deeply passionate and we love very hard and everything is just so deeply felt if you allow yourself to. And when it came to Edward Cullen in Twilight, I was like, I want him as a partner because he is showcasing this intense, intense, intense passion and devotion. And it's funny, I was just watching Twilight a few months ago, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was longer than that ago, and I wrote some notes down because I was sitting next to my partner and I was getting frustrated because he didn't understand why I loved this movie so much. And, you know, when I rewatch it now, I'm like, okay, I see the red flags, but it is so deeply sentimental to me. And it plays on these wild primal parts of my being that are just so yummy and juicy. So I want to read those for you. So let me find them. Okay, I wrote these notes on May 3rd, 2023 at 528 p.m. Okay, and I wrote like so many different kinds of notes if you're on the youtube or video you can see that i wrote a lot okay let's get it going 
Twilight speaks to the wild woman inside me that yearns for the magic and the unseen, the intense passion of love and devotion. Mm. And that is so true. I've always been the kind of person that wanted to dig deeper to see what this feeling that I felt so deeply in my bones, what is that? Where is that? And how do I access it? How can I understand it more deeply? And I was listening to a podcast um, like two weeks ago and it was with these partners or ex-partners and they were talking about their relationship and how the woman really wanted her partner to meet her in her magic, to meet her in her magic. And the man had a very hard time doing that because he didn't feel the access to his own magic, so it was hard to meet her in her magic. But I feel like that is a desire for many, and especially myself, like come and explore the magic with me. Okay, I'll keep reading. I would get offended when people didn't connect to the sensational feeling I thought was calling us all through its enticing, hypnotizing love. The attention, devotion, wisdom with age, traditional, strong, safe. He is the beast and will welcome yours too. Proximity to death, pleasure of the edge. (laughs) So those are my descriptions of Edward Gullen and like why I liked him so much. And these were the very exact qualities I was looking for in a man in middle school and in high school, okay? And I was not finding that. Of course, but I knew that that was a desire deep within me. So there was like this imbalance and this disconnect between what was available to me and what my desires were. Um, And then I wrote down one of the key lines, like most popular lines in the book, which is lion fell in love with the lamb. Mm. Knowing there's something instinctual you can't resist. Does it only live in fantasy? Is this a desire we can satiate? Being completely enveloped in someone's world, experiencing a whole new perspective and reality, an extended spectrum of sensation, an intensified experience of being a human in close proximity to vampire. Ooh, there's something so exciting about the pleasure, pain, dynamic and the death in the life dynamic there's a tension there there's a really deeply erotic tension that i find so exciting and yeah i think that's what i was getting at in that writing um i wrote observing someone's strength as a form of desire and I still feel that way. I mean, I wrote this only a few months ago, but I love watching people in their pleasure. I love watching people do things that they love, that they're passionate about. Seeing their strengths is a turn on. Um, Deep, intense stares, intention, wanting to know who you are. How can we go deeper? You set my soul alight is a quote from the movie. So... Yeah, that kind of gives you insight into the feelings and the desires that I had and still do have and search for in every part of my life, not just sexually. So 
in high school, I wasn't finding this resonance. I was like very much so struggling with my internal world, my head and my fantasies and, you know, being comfortable in my own body, but not being able to share that with someone else. It was really frustrating. And so I got to a point where I was 18 and I was like, you know what? I just want to kiss someone to get it over with. I'm tired of having my first kiss, you know, dangling over me. It felt... I felt like such a late bloomer. I felt like I still hadn't, you know, hit puberty and I didn't necessarily feel the strength of like what it meant to be a woman. But little did I know that was coming for me in, you know, the years to come. So, you know, I had my first kiss and it was horrible. It wasn't horrible in the sense that like, it was a bad kiss. It just did not fulfill my expectations. It didn't meet my expectations. And that was dis- that was disappointing for me. I'm just going to be real. It was super disappointing. I was so sad. I was talking to my best friends on the phone and I was so, so sad. I was like, what was that? It was so slobbery and gross and there was nothing. I didn't feel anything. And duh, because it was like my friend at the time. It was like my best friend. And... You know, kisses are slobbery and when you don't feel that connection or desire to be with that person, it's gonna be boring and kind of unenjoyable. So, you know, I didn't realize that I was forcing myself in a way to do these things, but I was trying to keep up and I don't regret any of it, but... I do wish I talked to more adults and just I wish more people that were older told me stories of their own that made me feel more comfortable and would maybe help guide me within the realm of intimacy. So I'm 18, just had my first kiss and I was just trying to knock everything out and I had my first sexual experience and it was deeply painful both emotionally and physically because it was so 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 disappointing i knew that i had access to pleasure on my own and that pleasure felt so good but how come being with another person was so deeply unenjoyable and there was no pleasure there? I didn't understand it and I hadn't heard any stories about how people felt about it. And so I hope that's something that I can offer you guys is, you know, another story from another human being's perspective and experience because these are all very universal experiences that we felt. And I think that oftentimes when we don't talk about these things that people have considered taboo, we feel very alone and that's where shame loves to live. And I don't want to hold on to shame because I am a grown woman. We are grown people. We are human beings. We partake in this. And this is the very essence of our life force. So it's very serious. And I felt like growing up, I didn't really understand the seriousness of it. Especially as, you know, dating apps took hold of dating culture, hookup culture just catapulted in every, every aspect of our dating lives. And I don't believe that hookup culture benefits anyone. I don't think hookup culture benefits anyone, especially from an unconscious, unaware um, place. I think that, you know, hooking up and doing whatever, like if 
it's communicated well and in a safe place, it can be very fun. But oftentimes we are unaware of the responsibility that we owe to ourselves and to other people in such intimate ways. We have such a responsibility to that other person. And I felt very lost during this time because it just wasn't making sense. I didn't understand why people really, really loved hookup culture where this excitement was coming from because I I wasn't feeling it. I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. This is unpleasurable. I am not connecting. I have this deep desire to be in partnership and in connection with somebody to explore deeply with one person and I'm not receiving that right now. I feel like my generation and the people that I grew up with and even now, we just took the framework of dating that was available to us and ran with it but we can create that for ourselves what works for you may not work for the other person so you have to create what works for you and what you are looking for and i had a series of different loving relationships committed relationships where I was learning and I was exploring, but I never felt satisfied. The wild woman in me did not feel satisfied. And so I knew there was more exploring to be done for me. There was more exploring. And so I got to a point where I was in a relationship and we broke up and it broke me open because it was time. During this relationship, I was in a very vulnerable state. And I say vulnerable because I was self-actualizing and I was learning what it meant to be an adult. I was learning what it meant to make my own money and spend it on clothes that I like and how to feed myself and what I want my days to look like and asking myself questions like, am I a woman? Question mark, like... I had never thought of that before. I had never really come to terms with that, even though I had been bleeding for years, you know, which is already an initiation that I ignored. So I was in a very vulnerable position when this breakup happened and it fully broke me open. And I think breakups are a blessing breakups truly are a blessing it is a portal to so much opportunity to look inwards to figure out what are your triggers what are your traumas what are your desires how do you want to be in relationship with yourself and the world around you what are you looking for in partnership and so during this breakup portal i decided to be celibate and I was celibate for a year following that. I first learned about intentionally not having sex through my roommate, Stephanie. I loved living with her because one, she was my best friend and two, she's a year older. So she was kind of like at a cycle ahead biologically and just I could see her in her celibacy era and she was so happy with being with herself and anyways she inspired me and I'm so thankful for the women in my lives because I'm so inspired by them and really having a community like that and communing with your girls with your women it is so 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 special it is so ancient and beautiful so 
I began my journey of intentionally not having sex because there was so much for me to work through. And I am so grateful that that breakup brought me there, that I was able to realize that, okay, this is what I need right now. And I really had to ask myself, am I willing to go where I've always wanted to go? So let's do it. I was journaling every single day on my balcony looking at the birds and the squirrels it this was during um the pandemic so i was already forced to be very inwards so i really took that opportunity to just be one with myself and my heart and my soul and my womb and during this time i was hearing whispers and feeling energy from my womb space I began to be very connected with my menstrual cycle. I knew exactly when I was bleeding during the full moon and when I was ovulating and how that affected my body. What does that feel like? I wasn't reading books about it or anything. I was just scanning my body, sitting with it in silence and in presence and writing my heart out. It's all I did all day long was like write and I love that time in my life because it was deep, deep work that really helped catapult me to where I am now. And I think it's so important to give yourself the space to recenter what is available to you in your body. What is there? What do you need to bring up and what do you need to work through? And this is where I kind of began like learning and feeling initiated into womanhood. I feel like I had a very spiritual initiation into womanhood and I truly, it was such a magical time because I felt so broken open in a way where I was more sure of myself, I was more confident, I felt like a true adult that could stand on her own and felt supported by my gnosis. So I wrote a lot during this time and I would like to share some of those whispers to you and how that showed up for me when it comes to my womb. If you want to know more about womb and womb magic, I highly suggest you do research. Everybody can benefit from learning about the womb. Um, and so do your own scan in your own body, in your own knowing and in your own experience from when we were fetuses to now about what that means to you and what that feels for you. But if you want any books, I highly recommend I highly recommend Womb Awakening. I have it on my Kindle here. Womb Awakening Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All Life and then Magdalene Mysteries I really really enjoy. I hadn't read any of these books during this time um, i read them this past year so it's really interesting how when you read these womb books a lot of it is a remembering and a deep knowing and a deep yes this makes so much sense yes 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 and we need to be listening to our innate wisdom way more than we actually do and it's no surprise that when i started to really have a deep loving respect for my period cycle, my menstrual cycle, my bleeding cycle, that my womb started communicating with me. And maybe she was communicating with me all along, and she definitely was, but 
that communication for me was blocked by so many other things. It was blocked by hookup culture. It was blocked by so many different external devices. So when I gave it the space and the love and the clarity, when I had the space of celibacy, I was able to listen way more deeply to my inner knowing. So I wrote this piece I wonder if the reason why I feel so connected to my fertility is because of the abundance of ideas that I am able to conceive and birth into the world. My womb is a creative experience, guiding me through life and signaling me. I feel pregnant or I am obsessed with the idea. It's a phantom experience. I hold her tightly, I caress her, I let her breathe in and out. I am reborn. My sacred space has been cleansed of years of trauma and mistrust. I am one with myself again. I am listening to her. I am listening to myself. I am building a life for myself. I kiss my belly. I feed my belly. I love my belly, the womb. I love you. <laughs> and oh, it makes me so happy when I look back at this because what a time this was. I was just so electric with this initiatory experience and I believe that our life is a series of initiations and this one was just so potent. Here's another one. A woman's womb is her creative power, breathing life into the future, creating stories and being storytellers. We are the lineage. This is what I'm meant to do. I want to be actively in tune with my womb and Yoni. She is talking and I want to listen. She will help guide me. She is me, the divine feminine. With love, life, and breath, we will live in peace and serenity. Magic is this life. Magic is this love. Sacred love, sacred life. I love you. So those are like little insights into my brain at the moment, into my heart at that time. And I really do believe that everybody can benefit from celibacy being intentionally with yourself and really diving deep into the depths of where you can go on your own and what you want to explore with others. I was really able to create a framework for what I wanted on the other side of this work and what I wanted for a sacred partnership because before I was finding so much disconnect with my desires and how to actually execute that and integrate that into my life. Along with all the triggers and the traumas that I experienced as, you know, as a child and just growing up, you have a lot of buildup that oftentimes we're not even working through. So to give yourself space as an adult, I feel like it's hard because we have busy lives and we're constantly doing something and we always want to be in partnership. But I think there's something so special about giving yourself the space and treating it as a sacred practice. A sacred practice that builds a relationship within yourself that allows you to do what you need to do in this world and in this experience. So that's what celibacy really did for me. And so when I knew it was time for me to exit my cocoon and to put my work to the test and to integrate it into my life, I had to start dating again. You know, and it's just not enough to do your, the work in your room, in your journal. It's not enough to 
feel like you've got it down pat when you're by yourself because the true test is in partnership and the true test is when you are trying to build a relationship with another human being who has their own life. And I found myself very frustrated and disappointed and confused and really, yeah, frustrated when I was dating post-celibacy. I experienced some relationships that I found very difficult to communicate my needs and all the things that I knew that were possible and all the things that I had explored during my celibacy era. And I didn't shame myself for it because I know that healing is not linear. The the journey is not linear. And so that's sometimes what happens when you're trying to integrate your teachings and your knowing into your your everyday life into the life that you're actually actively trying to create and so I was just frustrated but I knew what I knew and I knew that I was able to create the life and the romantic partnership that I would want I had to come to terms during that time that I am a new girl I'm like not a new girl but I'm a changed woman you know I have evolved I have transcended old patterns and ways and I am no longer that person and so if I don't want to keep getting the same results I have to make that change and I have to realize that I have to you know I have to give myself to different partners that are different than what I'm usually used to and I think it's easy for me to fall in love with all kinds of different people because we're all so beautiful and we're all so loving so it's hard not to so as this you know changed woman I had to for lack of a better word I had to learn about what I do and I don't want within partnership and really understand that within interpersonal relationships. And so that's what I was able to do post-celibacy was, uh, I don't think this is working for me. Yes, that works for me. Um, What are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Even with doing the work, the work continues. And so how am I not showing up within this relationship? For me, it was communication and communicating my needs and my desires, and I really struggled with that. So I knew that was a weakness of mine, and I knew what my strengths were, and how can I apply that to my next relationship, and how do I feel next to this person? How do I feel in relationship with this person? What is the energy that's at play here? And I was beginning to learn a lot about myself and a lot about others and what I wanted within a relationship, a romantic one. And so I don't regret, you know, the post-celibacy experience. It was very, very important and crucial for me in finding my now partner where we have a beautifully sacred and committed relationship. I, you know, if you listen to the Chill Girl episode, I told you guys about... Um, the list that I made when he asked me to be his girlfriend and I had all these like points that I needed to be met because I was no longer going to stay silent and not communicate my needs. I needed to tell these people that I wanted to explore. I wanted to adventure. I wanted to explore a sacred sexuality with another person. 
I am not just trying to have sex to have sex. I want a tantric experience. I want a connected and deeply divine experience where we are connecting and transcending our own reality and playing in this field of eroticism. And I really was feeling so clear about all of these things and I needed to be I needed to be truly dedicated to what I wanted from love and be dedicated to love period I was dedicated to romance because this was something I deeply wanted and you need to be dedicated through the hardships and the craziness and the chaos and the good moments because that's what's going to carry you and be the story and be the narrative of your life I always said, ever since my first relationship, I would always be frustrated that we don't have a play-by-play book and there's no rule book. You really have to create it for yourself. And so these different relationships are an opportunity for you to create the framework and operating system for your life and for your dating. I am so grateful that I put in the effort and I put in the work and I really paid attention and listened to my body. I listened to my heart. I listened to my womb and I let that guide me because our mind will run and run in circles with anxiety, paranoia, so many thoughts that aren't going to solve the matters of the heart. And when you deeply listen and tap into your intuition, trust your intuition and help let that help guide you. It opens a whole new world of possibility that you've always wanted and that you've always sought out. And I called on to my friends. I talked to so many of my friends and I talked to, you know, people, random people. And we talked about relationships and romance. I read so many books about you know, the ancient wisdom of sacred sexuality and, you know, current topics when it comes to that. And it really helped. And so really building that kind of foundation for yourself in your own environment and in the media that you're, you know, partaking in, I think is really important. I was so tired of being frustrated and feeling defeated. I was so tired of that. I was like, I can't go on another first date. I am exhausted. I cannot do this anymore. I just want to be able to connect and dating is hard. You know, this world is so global now and we're able to connect with so many different people and so many different kinds of people from so many different places. And I think sometimes it's very overwhelming to choose and you're like, oh my God, there's so much. But the more you pour into your your life and the life around you, your environment and your relationships, your friendships, the less of a burden that feels like, if that makes sense. There's less of a pressure on this romantic person that's gonna save your life and like fulfill it because you have so many other things in your life that fill you up. And I think that's what I really, really harnessed within my celibacy journey was that my life is so full. My life is so full, it is so potent. And I wanna share that with someone else and I want to experience what their potent life is what is their full life and that really just feeds a drive within me 
to go and find that and find that in a way of being an energetic match to that thing. I'm going to find it within myself so that the call shines outward from my heart, if that makes any sense. During my celibacy era, I was so deeply sensual and filled with pleasure and having so much fun just being my own lover that um, I wasn't in a hurry to start dating again. I wasn't in a hurry to share myself with anyone. I was savoring that time. I was savoring it, a deeply sensual practice of savoring, just tasting every bit of my life and enjoying it and praising it and really praising myself at the altar of life. Connecting with the life force and my sexual energy was so, so, so life-changing. I was burning bright and felt it so deeply. I truly think about it often and I think about doing it even within my relationship being intentionally celibate for a month sounds honestly amazing because your energy is harnessed and then you get to use that in so many aspects of your life career creative endeavors you know your friendships and relationships because it's being poured back into yourself into this flow there's a really beautiful focus that comes from it a really beautiful focus and yeah i think that everyone should try intentionally not having sex and see what comes up for you because it's going to be beneficial it is going to be magical and it's gonna be work it probably will be work will always be hard but it'll be so 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 deeply rewarding and i want Nothing more than people really deeply connecting with themselves so they can deeply connect with others and be in true, respectful and loving partnerships, both in friendships and romantically. Because that's what the world is all about. It's all about connection and it's all about feeding and knowing this feeling deep inside of us that is wild, that is primal, that is ancient explore experience adventure have fun through it all but have fun in a safe way i had a hard time exploring with so many different partners and like in my relationships because i didn't feel safe it wasn't a safe container to explore it wasn't a safe container to explore my feminine energy and it's funny because i realized when i met my current partner how much of a woman i felt like I felt so, so deeply feminine, like a woman. I remember we went dancing one day and my chest was up, my tits were up, you know, my shoulders back. I was able to dance in ways that I had not been able to dance with a partner before. And when I look at my past relationships, I dressed very masculine. I presented very masculine. I was sitting heavily in my masculine energy as a hyper-independent woman. And of course, that comes from my childhood and how I knew to show up in relationships. So it wasn't like these partners were telling me to dress that way and to show up in that way. It was that that's how I felt in those relationship dynamics that reminded me of unsafe things. 
And so I wasn't able to express myself. I would honestly be very embarrassed and uncomfortable to dress in feminine clothing with them. I felt embarrassed to dress hyper feminine and to express myself as a woman. I thought it made me uncool. I thought it made me weak and dumb. Um, and there was so much unprogramming and unlearning that I had to do to get to this point with my partner where we were able to meet each other as an energetic match. And then through that energetic match, he was a safe and loving, compassionate container for me to explore and expand within. And that is really so beautiful to find that container. It is really a stunning example of how incredible it is to connect with another human being romantically in that way because it opens your world. I can feel like a woman on my own, but how far is that going to take me if in partnership, something that I want so deeply that I can't access that? But when I was with my partner now, it all worked, you know? I did the work and we are continuing to do the work. I would love to hear more conversations in the mainstream and just day to day with people where we talk about sexuality and maybe hookup culture in a more sacred way, in a more serious way, because this is serious. You know, I, as a woman in heterosexual relationships, I got so frustrated because I feel like people didn't truly understand or grasp the seriousness of what it means to have somebody penetrate you, to have a masculine energy literally be inside of you and the gravity of what that means. There needs to be a respect and a reverence for that intimate experience and what it truly means for someone to give themselves to you in that way. It is so crazy and I think that the less that we talk about it and the more secret and quiet we are, the more confusing these experiences are and all the very dynamic and confusing uh, emotions that come with it all if you don't understand the emotions you shut them down and you shove them down and you have to deal with it at a later time and I think that we could be working through this every single day with ourselves and with others that make this sexual experience more fun and more safe and more open I really have learned a lot from stories of others' experiences and I listen deeply to those conversations because I gather so many gems from them. And so I hope that's what I offered you today was just insight into what is possible, what I did in my own experience and how that might also help you. I love you guys so much. Take the time to look inwards. It is fall time. Nourish yourself, feed yourself, make sure your belly is full and nice and round and scrumdillyumptious because it's the time. I love you guys so much. Bye.